1: Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And for the first time in, God, over a month, you know, six weeks, we're, we're finally at uh, a Victory Monday. And it feels so much better than talking about, you know, whatever we called it. Take this L Monday, Rough Loss Monday, you know, really, really prefer the Victory Monday. So, Perry, how are you feeling on this, this glorious afternoon?
2: I feel amazing. It (laughs) felt so good to watch the Packers not only win, but it was such a more vindicating win that it was a come from behind in the fourth quarter, take it to overtime. Just everything about it, I feel like Aaron Rodgers said it best, but that team just exercised a lot of demons in this game. And I loved – I thought about it when the game went into overtime, and I said even if they lose, it'll hurt but this team put up a fight. They fought for this win up until like the clock struck zero. So I was just real. it was really, really cool to see them come out with that kind of juice.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of furthering what you're saying, too, it just was really special to see this Packers team come back 14 points and actually stay in it because it seems like most of the games that they lost this year, they were up by 10, 14 points, and then everything folded. You know, we would say, like, the dam broke. They couldn't play a complete game of football, and then everything just spiraled. So the fact that they were able to come out of this game after having some moments of adversity, like there there were times where this looked pretty ugly and it felt kind of insurmountable, To come back and put up 17 unanswered points to win the game in overtime just kind of shows what we've wanted to see from this team all season long.
2: And what they're clearly capable of when things are firing on all cylinders. I I do think there was a level of like things just clicked in this game and whether that's guys stepping up or Rodgers felt I felt like Rogers really trusted his protection was trusting getting the ball out like quickly tonight like Rogers was on his MVP level and the defense made some huge plays to give the ball back to the offense by which the offense actually responded and put up points from them so there was a lot of things that have been missing the last six weeks that have led to the Packers losing that I think they turned around in this game and were able to clean up and you kind of hope that like this is the springboard
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you don't want to look too high after one win because it's still a four and six football team, but just the emotion that came out of the locker room um, between like Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and a lot of players just talking about, you know, Kristen Watson had like the, the cell phone for the Packers social media after the game and was talking about how, you know, there's. Seven games left. Wait, no, my math is wrong. Yeah, there's seven games left. You know, the season's not over yet. Like we're still in this. And I think that's what they needed because it's it's hard to talk yourself into that week after week, right? If this was a three and seven team, you know, Rogers had said, like, there's a lot of guys looking at off season plans at that point. And it's like, yeah. what are we gonna do with the rest of the season? You're very much still in this now. And you know, you kind of control your own destiny, and that started with turning this thing around yesterday.
2: Exactly. You know, the, it was funny. The start of this game kind of felt like the the quintessential Packers a little bit of the twenty twenty two season. Like they're moving the ball really well between, you know, the twenties, and they get down there and they can't kind of finish it off. Put that exclamation point on. Mason Crosby misses a field goal. There's just a lot at the beginning of this game that I was like, okay. This is going to go exactly how we're expecting it to. You know, they're running the ball really well. They stuck to the run. They stuck to the run throughout the entire game. Actually, I think the ground game is really what what tired out the Cowboys and won this game ultimately. But they weren't, like, quite able to finish. And defense is having, you know, keeping them in this game for the offense. But at the end of the day, the Packers' offense was able to really turn it on and actually put up some points this is their first 30 plus point game of the season if I'm not mistaken so and obviously a lot of that is attributed to Christian Watson you already mentioned it but he had his you know career breakout game uh three three touchdowns 107 yards um and I think him getting on the same page with Aaron Rodgers is huge and his first touchdown I think is really what led this offense on the trajectory they're on in this game but a bunch of other guys stepped up and you kind of had your super superstars do what they needed to do
1: yeah you you kind of tweeted about it already but one of the things that we talked about was you know the cover beaters and there was a lot that the packers weren't able to do offensively because the receivers weren't on the same page with rogers so they had these things in the playbook all season long but the way the defenses are playing them, knowing that they couldn't connect on the deep shot. I mean, Rogers said, I think it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago at this point, like once we start connecting on the deep ball, this offense is going to look completely different and you yeah. just can't win in this league without taking some of those shots. So as frustrating as it was, you know, Mark was making fun of me because right before that touchdown, I was like, Oh, it's third and one. It's going to be a deep shot. Like, here we go. They're really kind of nervous. And then it's a touchdown. And he's like, are you still mad? It was a deep shot. And I'm like, of course not, because it finally worked. But, you know, given the trajectory of how those were going all season, you kind of, you hold your breath. So the fact that they're now connecting on those makes the defense have to second guess how they play some of those things against this Packers offense moving forward. Exactly.
2: And they not only connected on one, but they connected right. on a lot of deep shots, right? Sammy Watkins had a huge one um, to convert a first down. It was a gorgeous pass by Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Christian Watson had two, almost had three deep <laughs> shot touchdowns. They tried that same play again to him, but he couldn't track the ball. And it absolutely does open up the entire offense because you got to see the ground game really working even with the Cowboys really, really tried to stack the box against Green Bay's offense, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were still able to get yards off them. I'm looking at the stats right now, and Green Bay averaged 6.8 yards per play. So that's a winning formula. They yeah. they won the ground game. They had 207 rushing yards. They won the time of possession because of it. They I think yeah, equal turnover battle because Packers had two fumbles, but they got two interceptions off the Cowboys. So just like really good complementary offensive football. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this was kind of the light bulb moment game for Christian Watson, because if this can be replicated, like you said, it completely changes the way defenses are going to play them. It changes the way they're able to dictate what they want to do on offense, which is something they haven't been able to do all season. So I think it could be a game changer. And yes, like Rogers has said all season that he's been wanting to exploit those, you know, single high matchups and they haven't been able to do it. And they got a game to last night or Sunday night. If you're listening to this tomorrow, where the Cowboys played the most cover one against the Packers that they've seen all season. So like, if they were going to do it, this was the game that they were going to do it on. And yet they still stuck to the ground game and they still like, had the most, I think, Matt LaFleur scheme-esque game of the season so far. And it worked because it opened up the deep shots for Rodgers when he felt like the coverage was in their favor. So really just like beautiful game planning, honestly.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, we talked going into the preview show for this game about avoiding Micah Parsons. He was, you know, non-existent on the field. Yeah, non-factor. He had his lowest. I think he had one pressure, his lowest of the entire season. You know, uh, Diggs was also a non-factor for most of the game. So just the Packers attacked this Cowboys defense exactly how we, we kind of said that they needed to in order to move the chains. And that was one of the things, too, knowing, you know, your defense is out is without its best pass rusher. You know, you don't have Eric Stokes on the boundary for likely the rest of the season. They're going to get creative with how they're utilizing the secondary. Like, this offense needed to sustain drives. So the fact that they were able to, even in, you know, moments of adversity, which I know we're going to talk about some of those those long drives and, you know, kind of game-changing plays, the offense just not panicking. And st- mm-hmm. I think gave the defense, you know, those moments to kind of catch their breath and refocus and realize that they could get back in it because the offense is was finally putting up points. I mean, you said it. This was the first 31 point game of the season. So just a lot of really good building blocks.
2: Yeah, a lot of things that the last couple of weeks, it's been some really ugly things. Got to clean up a lot to learn on tape. But hopefully this week is OK, let's now look at what we did do well. Mm-hmm. And how do we replicate this? Because there was a forward. lot. There was a lot, so much, and it was not perfect by any means, but again, the other team gets paid too. Um, but I thought they played like overall really clean game. I you heard bas- basically nothing on the offensive line, obviously, Rogers kind of walked himself into one of those sacks, I think, because nobody was open, but I think everyone was really clicking. This was a, everyone doing their one eleventh kind of game. Not a lot of breakdowns, no routes run wrong, just all of it. And it, it felt like, you know, under the lights, cold game at Lambeau, like you gotta do this for the fans. I have to say, I don't know how you felt, but watching the TV copy, obviously I wasn't there. Lambeau was loud. Lambo f- sounded really, really loud. So it's really cool also as a fan to know that other fans were there. It didn't matter what the record was, but they were going to kind of make that atmosphere as hostile as possible for the Cowboys coming in. I'm sure Mike McCarthy was part of that also.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. I think LaFleur and Rogers both touched on the fact that there were too many Cowboys fans there. Like <laughs> it was, it was pretty, uh, I, at least that's the vibe that I saw from Twitter that a lot of people were kind of selling their tickets, but then, you know, and I think it's just, you know, when you're a fan, you feel like you need something to cheer for and be invested in. And I can see if you're down 28 to 14, it's really hard to get up. Right. And like cheer for your defense that you've seen, like, you know, it, it feels at times or it felt most of the season that those kind of games were insurmountable. So then you get like, you know, a Rudy Ford. I know that didn't happen when they were 28 to 14, but there were little glimpses where you could feel like the crowd was getting into it. And Rogers and Lafleur kind of both said like moving forward, that's the energy. Like we feed off of that so much. And I think that's kind of what this Packers team was missing, you know, not to excuse the road stretch, but it, Proved to be, I think, a lot more challenging for them than we had maybe expected because looking at the matchups on paper, it felt like they were more winnable games based on the opponent. But to have that level of travel, not being able to be at Lambeau Field, not being able to be where they're comfortable, you know, Tonyan talked about before the game, just sleeping in your own bed and what yeah. that does for you. Like, I think this is a rejuvenated team that, yes, it's a really quick turnaround now going into Thursday, but it gives you at least what you hope is like a little bit of momentum to be able to kind of ride the wave.
2: Yeah, but think about how different it's going to be in the building now going yeah. on short week. Right. I was thinking about this this morning. Like if the Packers lose this game, you're, you're on this horrible losing streak, you're a short week, you're tired, you're banged up. Actually, luckily Packers came out of this game fairly unscathed mm-hmm. in the, Injury department, which they could afford, they couldn't afford to not. But, you know, you're staying home. You've got a Tennessee Titans team that, after beating the Cowboys, this game actually feels winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. If you kind of go in with a very similar formula. So now you're riding this high. And if the Packers can get like stack some wins here, I don't know what the picture looks like past this, but, you know, you look at this three game stretch and you're thinking, oh, this team could very easily go 0 3. These are three you know, top teams in the league right now, all three are projected to go, including the Eagles in this to the playoffs. And all of a sudden you're in a position maybe to get two out of three of those games. And it just feels very, very different. And again, I'm not putting too much on this team. They've had a lot of ugly, and there's still plenty of ugly to clean up, namely special teams. Um, But this now you're looking at a, just a different team from like mentality juice mindset going into a Thursday night game against Tennessee. You ready?
0: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy.
2: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad
1: decisions. Yes. Yeah, I mean, hindsight is always 2020 20, and that's what makes, you know, the season so interesting is because, you know, we talk about like the 2019 football team, there were a lot of one score wins and a lot of those games could have equally been losses. So I think we're seeing the flip side of that in 2022 where the Packers are in a lot of close games and the coins just flipping the other way now where they are taking losses instead of you know those victories but so if any of those games flip you know you're talking about this season completely differently but I think this was you know obviously it translated into a win in the record books but at the same time it was just everything they needed as far as a complete game standpoint yes. so yeah. the momentum that they're able to take from this the way that they'll be able to kind of to utilize their offensive pieces moving forward I liked a lot of what we saw on the defensive side of the ball which I know we'll kind of flip to in just a couple minutes but it just felt like, you know, foundationally, this isn't like, hey, this is the game that now the Packers are going to ride into the playoffs. Like, we don't know, you know, there's seven games left. Anything can happen. You can't discount them. You can't put too much stock in the one win, but a lot of promise for, you know, the future. We keep talking about the future and what that looks like, regardless of who the quarterback is, all those things. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs have put together, you know, it's early, but as far as you know, rookie seasons are concerned, you like what you're seeing when they have those kind of moments in these these big games.
2: Yeah, and I just saw in terms of rookie touchdowns on the year, Christian Watson now has four. That's tied him for the most with Jahan Dotson. And guess who's second with three? Yeah. Romeo Dobbs. Stops, yep. So, if anything to take away from this win, I completely agree. It's that the future of this team and the kind of young stars that are emerging at the moment should give everyone a lot of confidence in where they're going, regardless of the other question marks. And hopefully, you know, you know, they still have another half of the season. I know Romeo Dobbs isn't going to come back for probably at least another month or so, but you're going to, now get to have a healthy Christian Watson, you know, gain that trust and all those reps and the time on the field from with Aaron Rodgers and the rest of this offense. And hopefully this is a continuation of what we saw last night. Cause if, like I said, if this is the light bulb game and they can put together his speed and his size and the routes that he's clearly able to run that he didn't do in college, like he can be everything this team wanted when they drafted him and more, I felt, The joy that I felt when the Packers drafted him on draft day, that giddiness and excitement, it totally translated into this game last night. I just couldn't be happier for him as a player.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, what this does too, is it, puts the other guys on the offense in a position to play their best role. You know, we saw Lazard have his really good moments. You knew Rodgers was going to come to him, you know, in overtime to make that big play. And that's kind of, you know, the trust that they have, but it sounds like Randall Cobb is going to be back for, for Tennessee, which is nice on a short week. He should be activated off injured reserve. Sammy Watkins, I think, you know, is, is better as a role player for this offense right now. I don't think he was you know, meant to be wide receiver one. So that was a lot of pressure on him to kind of make those plays. And then you have a guy like Christian Watson, who all of a sudden comes in is able to blow the top off a defense. And all of a sudden it opens up so much more for the rest of your offense. You have to respect the run game because you have to respect the deep shot. Like everything about this game, just really set up the offense for success. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, just the offensive line, you know, they finally have the five guys they want on the line. They had a really nice night as far as, you know, not getting really any penalties. It was pretty quiet for them. I know you can argue that, you know, some guys, you know, Elton Jenkins, I know, had kind of a rough night, but he's not even a year removed from the ACL. So a lot of building blocks here that, you know, a lot of good stuff.
2: I have to say, I think so much of offensive line play is looking at
1: pressure stats.
2: Yeah. But they were moving guys in the run game. Like, this is a very, very formidable Cowboys defensive front. Mm-hmm. And, like you mentioned, Micah Parsons was a non factor. You did see a little Dexter Lawrence. You knew they were going to get in there and have their moments. But I think for the most part, like, this offensive line was moving guys for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And I do want to look, Aaron Jones is the highlight. He's always the highlight the Marshawn Lynch, all of it. He is, he's every, he's a superstar, but I have to say it was really nice to see AJ Dillon get his touches because I've said this before and I really believe it. He is a rhythm back. If he's Mm -hmm. only touching the ball a handful of times in a game, you're just not going to see the production out of him. He has to like kind of get moving and we're going into his season, right? Like this is when he thrives, his legs are ready. He's fresh for the cold weather. So Um, I just think that this duo is going to start stacking some of that success that we saw last night.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because Aaron Jones said that too, after the game, like they play such complimentary football that one of the best parts about last night was that they both got to stay fresh the whole game because, you know, Jones would have, he'd break a run and then AJ would come in and move the chains and Jones could stay on the sidelines and catch his breath. And obviously it worked 207 yards on the ground, you know, second only by one yard to the bills game, which again, the run game was a huge factor there. So I think, we're just seeing the scheme work the way it's supposed to. I think this was like the, the most run percentage of Rogers career or something like that. 62%. And he was calling
2: for more. That was right. Right. (laughs) At the end of regulation, you have Aaron Rodgers, who has said, if I'm going down with this team, I'm going down swinging, I'm going down slinging it, yelling at his head coach because he wanted to run the ball. Like that is such a mindset shift that we've never seen from him. Like, That to me is any questions around his like buy-in should be answered with that. Because he was angry, like very angry because he wanted to run the ball.
1: Insane.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.